Welcome to the Cosmic Pirate Podcast 2009 in review. I have uh, Cindy Roger with me tonight. How you guys doing? Marvelous. Doing great. Nice. You guys all ready for the new year? What new year? No. And did you have a good Christmas? Yes. Everybody had a wonderful holiday, yes. Yeah, I did too. Well, actually, Cindy and I had the same holiday, so that was good. Yeah. Well, I had the same holiday too, just not with you. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Wise guy. So, uh, we're going to do 2009, a year in review, and basically just touch on wacky news, some science stuff, and a couple of other uh, things that we might have. Um, anybody have any comments or thoughts they'd like to share before we get right into everything? Uh, no. Okay. It's been a good year. It has been a good, well, <laughs> some aspects of the year have been great. Other aspects have been not so great. We have to focus on the positive. Yes. And I'm going to say it's been a good year. It has been a good year, yeah, in, in several ways. Okay, uh, so we, how do we want to start with wacky news? You want to do that or you want to just go like one from the other? We usually go with wacky news, so why don't we just keep it the uh, well, the format there? Go ahead, Raj. Give us a wacky. Are you doing a top five? Did you have enough, or do you want to just do what you got? I've only got a few items. Okay. Because uh, I really am unprepared. Okay, then. So uh, give us give us your few. Roger, with uh, a recap of the top wacky news stories from 2009. Take it away. This, ain't a, this isn't a recap. This is news I just got. So I'm recapping the, the wacky news of 2009 uh, the past few days. Oh, good. <laughs> this is a good one because it relates to New Year's. Let me just say, I bet you no one else has is doing that. So that's a unique to the Cosmic Pirate Radio Show or podcast uh, uh, event here. This is true. Yeah. So uh, if yeah, nothing so, else, we are unique. Yes. You got that right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In many ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a uh, a funeral home in uh, Georgia that's offering a special deal for New Year's. Okay. If, oh, how if, nice. Well, if you uh, plan to go out and drinking and driving or doing drugs and driving, they'll give you a free funeral. <laughs> as long as you sign up for it first, admitting that you're going to be drinking and driving. Oh. So if you so, kill yourself, they'll bury you for free. Yeah. So that would be for the proactive drug user or alcoholic. Yeah, but when I was wondering... Do they extend the same offer to the people that the drunk kills? Hmm. Anyone beside himself? Good Good, question. Yeah, good question. So if you plan to uh, do some drinking and driving, you might want to do it in Georgia. Good to know. Yeah. It's your funeral. (laughs) You can drink if you want to. It's my funeral, and I'll drink if I want to. And it's free! So, uh... What's next for the past few days in 09? Let's see. There was a a naked rampage. A man allegedly kills a dog and covers himself in coffee is the headline. How does the uh, naked rampage link yeah, to the... how the hell does that work? That doesn't make <laughs> sense. But, well, we just need to let you tell the story. A man kills a dog and then covers himself in coffee. What does it yeah. have to do with a naked rampage? Well, it's all in the same here. Okay, well, it's one, one story. <laughs> I, I gotta hear yeah. this. I gotta hear this. All right, go. Now, it, it starts out with it's possible that drugs might have been a factor 
in a Southern California rampage that involved a man allegedly jumping out of a third-story window, killing a dog with his bare hands, and then pouring coffee all over himself after running naked through a tennis club. It's his funeral. Okay. Drugs may have been a factor. No, probably not. You don't think so? I have that that urge almost every day to jump out a window and strangle a dog. And How do you kill a dog with your bare hands? Uh, strangle him, I guess. Why would you want to? Probably a small dog. Don't know. Hmm. Man, there are some messed up people in the world. And was that in Florida? Nope. That was Orange County, uh, California. Okay. Why, you want one from Florida? I'd love one from Florida. Uh, nothing but the best here in Florida. All right. Now, this is from Oldsmar, Florida, which is actually close to me. Authorities say a Florida man who called 911 claiming he'd been beaten and shot at was hoping the tail would get him a, a ride to the bar. <laughs> so the cop would feel sorry for him and bring him out for a drink. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, you know, why he would think that if I tell him I got beat up and shot, maybe they'll take me down to the bar and get a beer. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> Well, Needless to say, a, you've had a rough night. Come on, digging out yeah. for a cold one. Needless to say, he was arrested for abusing nine one one services. Like the lady who called because she didn't—they didn't have chicken nuggets in stock. Yeah. Well, and the guy didn't have any signs of being shot or beaten. Apparently not. Yeah. But oh man. Going back to that story you were just mentioning, Drew—the one that was complaining about the chicken nuggets and called nine yeah. one. Nine one one, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did that three times. <laughs> it wasn't just once. What the hell's wrong he with people? They life. hung up on her, so she called back, and they hung up on her again, so she called back. Oh, what the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> Plenty. Oh. Yeah, no kidding. Boy, hey. I, 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 you got another one, Raj? Can I toss one in in, in here? Well, go for it. Toss I, one in. I, I actually might steal this from you. You might have this one. Now, I don't, I think this was a little earlier in the year. Uh, according to a misbehavior form written by this, a student's bus driver, Jonathan, misbehavior form. <laughs> yeah, Jonathan Locke Jr., an eighth grader at the Bill Duncan Excel Center in South Lakeland, Florida, quote, passes gas on the bus to make the other children laugh, and it is so, st- <laughs> it is so stink that you can't breathe after he does it, end quote. Hence, the 15-year-old was ordered to keep his tush off the bus for three days. It wasn't even me, Locke squeaked to the Lakeland Ledger. It was a kid who sits in front of me. Sure, <laughs> likely story. Sits in front of him. <laughs> yeah. It was the dog, really. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm. I sent you guys a link before about the, uh, the um, Medina, Ohio uh, City Council meeting. Someone, someone farted while they were doing a council meeting thing. Was that a YouTube earlier today? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I didn't watch it because it was... I, I haven't I seen saw, it either. Oh, I man. can't watch that stuff at work. It's blocked. Ah. That was so funny. So what happened? Nothing. They just... Uh, Opened the windows. <laughs> they were laughing, actually. You gotta watch Did it. Did they kick him out? No, it was one of the council members. <laughs> so Jeez. they're sitting there talking... You know, how do you all vote for such and such a whatever? And uh, here. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, and she stops and someone starts chuckling. 
Medina Mayor James Jane Lever said, It was one of the most entertaining council meetings I've had in my whole life. They started <laughs> echoing off the walls and we couldn't keep it together. Because they were laughing. <laughs> Lovely. And it wasn't just one, it was like another one. Someone else, they cracked another one. And it was one of the council members because it was right, it was there in their little area by their microphone, you know? You heard it clear Is today. It <laughs> yeah, yeah. In their little area, and they realized just how little that area was when it couldn't get any air. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> no kidding. Oh, man, that's funny. Farts are always funny, right, Drew? Oh, yeah. Farts I are mean, great. But, uh, so what else? That's all I had on Wacky. You got another one, Raj? Uh, excuse me. Wow. I like Roger's idea of mixing it up. Yeah, mix it up. Oh, I thought he was already done with the with the wackies. Uh, Cindy, give us a sciencey one. You got a sciencey stuff? Well, I I searched the biggest, you know, most important breakthrough science stuff for the year. I came up with just a couple of things. Okay. Um, the Journal of Science has named the discovery of quote R D the fossilized partial skeleton of a female ground ape that lived 4.4 million years ago as the biggest scientific breakthrough of 2009. Oh, awesome. Can you send me that a link to that story? Oh, sure. Um, that is beautiful. It's, it's interesting because they call this thing already, but it's, you know, the official scientific name is Artipithecus ramidus. Right. Okay, was an early member of the human branch of the primate family tree, predicating the famous Lucy found in 1974. That is so cool. <laughs> oh, man. And it's interesting because they're, they're saying that, researchers are saying that it changes the way we think about early human evolution. Yeah. It disproves the missing link theory that humans evolved from a common ancestor that looks like a modern-day chimpanzee. I thought they had already kind of figured that was not the case. Well, I guess because, this discovery pretty much solidified that. Yeah, because chimpanzees are an evolved species on their, of their own. Right. We are an evolved species of our own, and other other primates are. So we've, you know, we've we've kind of evolved uh, on, on parallel paths, but separate yes. branch from this from a common ancestor. But there's no like missing link between us because right. we're not connected a, except by the one common ancestor. It's a separate evolutionary path is what this yes, exactly. is, is what this proves, yes. So the remains of this you know, this fossil basically was a hundred and ten pound female. Hundred and ten pounds. It was pound first dis oh, it was first discovered <laughs> yeah, I saw a picture around mine. <laughs> she was she was hot, Drew. Um she was first discovered in 1994, but I think what happened is it took them quite a few years, 15 years, to really evaluate the findings. And that's why this discovery is being published this year. You know, um, we can joke, but that is beautiful to me. An ancestor of us, of other primates, I mean, that's wonderful. That's, like, so cool. If you could actually go back in time and, like, see these creatures doing their thing and living that is i mean that's that's wild that would be oh, that yeah. wild uh that's why i like the artists 
depictions of stuff, when they actually have the scientific evidence of fossils and the scientists can help an artist kind of put together an image of what these creatures might have looked like, then that's really neat. Based on the this, this shape of the skull and the bones and, and, and what they know about primates, you can kind of get a, a, a depiction of what these things may have looked like, and that's really neat a lot of times. Definitely. I love that stuff. I'm all, it about, says that, all about evolution. It says that she shows an unexpected mix of advanced characteristics and of primitive traits seen in much older apes that were unlike chimps or gorillas. Cool. She was says she was a careful climber, flat-footed. Careful climber. Now, how do they know that? I don't know. I don't know. Because there were no broken bones, maybe? No no signs of injury on the on the bones? Huh. I, I guess. Uh, that makes do sense. A, do they have a complete skeleton of this, uh, this? I'm not sure what the remains consisted of. They did depict some sort of picture of her online when I looked, and it was, it was interesting because she didn't look like, you know, the typical primate that you would see. Right. I mean, she looked like a large, hairy woman. <laughs> Cool. Yeah. And, and so, it was, it was, cool. it was, she is what, what, one of the early branches from our common ancestor with apes, with other primates? Yes. Is that what it is with chimpanzees? Yes. She is like the first step. But right. not, not, but not part of that evolutionary process. Her, it's, it's a different parallel path. Yeah. She's part of the first on the path to humankind. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll send you the link. Yeah. So talk, speaking about looking back in time, uh, in this summer, the summer of 2009, the Hubble Space Telescope took a look into the deepest space it has yet, and, and doing so also looked the farthest back in time we've ever seen so far. Um, the ultra Hubble Ultra Deep Field Infrared uh, Imaging System took a picture of the deepest part of the universe, the further back in the universe, and um, it was released by NASA, and it reveals galaxies born only 600 million years after the Big Bang. Wow. Using newly installed camera, uh, Hubble scientists repeated a view that they... Of, of the of a 2004 ultra deep look into space but the newer one reveals a wide variety of galaxies already in existence about 13 billion years ago in, in 2014 they're going to launch or they hope to launch the James Webb Space Telescope which is going to look even further it's going to, they're hopefully going to be able to view the first stars in the universe it's really wild because you because of the speed of light the further out we look in space, the further back in time we see because the light is still reaching us from those distant objects. And they might not even be there anymore, or probably aren't there anymore, but the light is still traveling from that origin point to where we are. You know what I mean? So, like, something that's uh, 100 million light years away, we're seeing it as it existed 100 million years ago. That's, that's pretty wild stuff. Very cool. Yeah. So, all right, you still there? Roger fell silent. Mute button, Raj. Up here. Oh, okay. 
Do you hear me? Yeah, we got you. Okay. Um, you want to get it? Want to feed up another wacky one? Um. Okay. <clears throat> well, there was a guy. He steals a uh, a car from uh, the FBI. Right. And uh, well, naturally, the FBI track him down, and he denies the fact that he was stealing the car. He says that he was just there to buy crack cocaine. <laughs> it's like you know, why would you? Deny doing a crime and tell them that you're there to do some other crime. <laughs> well, no, genius, genius yeah. at work. Which, genius at work. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you find out which would cause you the less jail time first and then pick that one? <laughs> or maybe yeah. just shut your mouth and maybe that would. No, that wouldn't. That's yeah. not. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. I was still in the car. Yeah, that's it, officer. There isn't five pounds <laughs> of cocaine in my backpack. <laughs> you know? Um. Retards abound. Amazing. Oh yeah. It's no well, one. I, these, it's no one of these idiots that are perpetrating these crimes. They're losers. And no wonder the jails are overcrowded. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of uh, people who don't uh, kind of uh, get it. Or well, there was also the, the this guy that decided to rob somebody in a bathroom at a convention center or right. hotel rather yeah. it turns out it was a retired cop that was there for some oh. uh oh what was it um a convention for narcotic oh, officers Nar narcotic officers yeah so he robs this guy at gunpoint and then flees and then naturally all these off-duty cops uh, i mean there's hundreds of them everywhere they tackle them and arrest them did you say he uh, he was robbing the fleas Robbing the fleas? You said he. You, said, <laughs> you are distracted. What are you doing? I'm eating chips again. Yeah, so what else is new? We'll have to edit that out too. Mm. Uh, Jeremiah, don't walk on the computer. Oh boy. <laughs> he had no idea that he's robbing somebody at a police convention. <laughs> Read the signs before entering the building. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Do a little research, or just. Open your eyes, perhaps. That might help. <laughs> Research. Jeez. These are opportunists. They strike when the iron's hot. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, what was I thinking? That word. They don't know what that word means, probably. Jeez. Plan? I need to have a plan before <gasps> a I plan? do a crime? What? what do you mean? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> you want a couple, dumb, a couple more dumb criminals from 2009? <laughs> oh, yes, please. Okay. Guy goes into a gas station to rob it. And he takes off in the in his getaway car, ran out of gas. <laughs> I thought they were about planning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fill up first, jackass. Oh. Where a guy goes into a a bank in Kansas City, Missouri, to rob it, puts his wallet on the counter, leaves with the stolen money, leaves the wallet. <laughs> they got his ID from his driver's license in the wallet. Oh man. Oh, lovely. Duh. Lovely. <laughs> oh, Rocket scientists. Jeez. A bunch of retards. Yeah, you know, they deserve to get caught. That's just, that's evolution in process, right? See. Jeez. That's as bad as the one I saw on TV one time. I don't, I don't think this happened in 2009, but it's just too good to pass up. Two kids go in to rob a place. It was a police station. What are you going to rob at the police station? 
What are they looking for there? That's what I'm wondering. Did you think and, you're going to get money? And, and, and by the way, there's lots of people there that probably know how to take you down in a hurry and have the tools to do so. Mm. Yeah. You see yeah. a side door open and all these cops come piling out. It's like, exactly. what were you thinking? Jeez. Hey, uh, let's let's go in here and rob this place. What is it? Oh, I don't know, but there's got to be somebody in there that we could rob. Let's see. Do we go to the convenience store? Nah. Too easy. The bank? Nah, too easy. Let's go <laughs> rob the cop shop. Let's rob the yeah. cop shop. <laughs> oh. oh, man. Lord. Um, you, got a, you got a science one, Cindy? Um, another one? Yeah, another... Another big science uh, discovery for the year was in October, water discovered on the moon. That was a big deal. Ah, yes, yes. that's right. They, yes. they dropped that uh, that uh, probe on there, right? Or not a probe, but they, they imp- an impactor. And it blew, yeah. up, it blew up a insignificant plume for Earth watchers. Yep, but, they, uh, they detonated rocket by design into the moon's surface and confirmed that there's a lot of water. Yeah. So, interesting. I mean, that opens a lot of uh, doors and, and areas to think about, you know, not only where did it come from, but it will allow, you know, future future explorations to do different things. Yeah. Well, sure, if, if they can gather water from the moon, you know, they use the rockets to get to the moon and most of the fuel used is getting out of Earth's uh, gravitational pull. Right. If they can do that and get to the moon and then fill up with water and extract the hydrogen and oxygen from it to make fuel, it, I mean, it's endless where they can go. So that, that was one of the big ones for 2009. I don't even think it's that. It's just a, a base for, yeah, for future space exploration because they don't have to worry about that escape velocity. And they can, you can, you can build a, build a facility up there to, kind of. Deploy. Stuff, once you've got it up there, but you still have to get stuff out there, you know. Right. And they're still worrying. They're still working on that efficient, an efficient, uh, um, you know, uh, orbital vehicle. They were, they were. That was it. Richard Branson had something in the works, right? With another, with a an inventor type guy, the aviator, and uh, they were creating that low orbit aircraft that would actually be able to. They were working on something that would actually be able to go out, like the space shuttle does, but do it like an airliner, like take off like an airplane, then just gain high altitude and keep going, instead of you know going straight out and and needing to burn all that fuel to escape the Earth's gravitational field, it would just kind of go up and up and up and up and up and up and up. Well, I want to I quote one of the scientists um, on, this, on this particular discovery because he, he kind of summarizes some of the potential. He says, if the water that was formed or deposited is billions of years old, these polar cold traps could hold a key to the history and evolution of the solar system. Ah. Yeah. True. Much, yeah. Much, much as an ice core sample taken on Earth reveals oh. ancient data. Cool. Yeah. So, so there's there's a lot that they can learn from that in terms of you know how the solar system evolved, and then in addition, of course, we could water another. Well, yeah, you could brew beer. I was going to say in there's addition, that. we could we could <laughs> put a couple uh, 
put a space station up there and we could make our own beer. I right. mean, but you, got, you got water, you got hydroponics, you can grow hops, you can grow your, your green. <laughs> anyway, well, and that's that's oh, I'm of... sure they'll be selling bottles of water, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, I mean they're melting glaciers to do that. Water. More chips. Uh, go ahead, Cindy. I'm sorry. You were continuing with something? No, that's all. You don't mind me. I'm just going to crunch for a while. All right. I'll add one one extraneous one-sentence tidbit of an anniversary associated with this particular calendar year. No. The science world celebrated the 200th anniversary of Charles Darwin's birth this year. Oh. Cool. So there's that. I have a I have a sciencey one. This is a kind of interesting. This is actually like more like an animal fact of 2009. Um, they found the fossilized remains of a giant snake dubbed Titanoboa. Um, it was unearthed by scientists, and it was a 42 foot long snake weighing more than a ton. Wow. Yeah. That's a snake. Yeah, the study says Titanoboa was the largest non-marine vertebrate from the epoch following the extinction of dinosaurs 65 million years ago and, quote, greatly exceeds the largest verifiable body lengths, unquote, of the largest known python at 29 and a half feet or Eunectes, a species of which the anaconda is a member, at 22.9 feet. So this thing is twice the size almost. I mean, not not twice the size, but, but almost twice the size of the largest known python. Yeah. Um, huge. But, yeah, but Titanoboa... Oh, the way a ton, yeah, it would have to. Yeah. It would have to be huge. But Titanoboa is a relative of the modern-day anaconda a non-venomous snake inhabiting freshwater rivers in Central and South America and preying on carnivores it crushes with powerful muscles. A meal is satisfied with a long gulp. The uh, vertebrae, vertebra, or whatever, of Titanoboa were found in a large coal mine in northeastern Colombia in an area the researchers report is the oldest known rainforest in the Americas. So that's kind of, that's a cool thing. Could you imagine, like, just walk along... Whoa! And here's this one-ton, 42-foot snake. Holy, yeah. Holy crap. The thing's got to be... The thing's got to be almost two feet in diameter, right? In its biggest part? I could only guess. Good God. That's like that well, movie... Yeah, I'd imagine it would have to be. That's like that movie Anaconda with that, that big thing. That That's probably what it would have been like. That's awesome. Yeah. Can you imagine walking through the jungle alone? Hey, uh, where'd I park my Jeep? I could have sworn I parked it here somewhere. <laughs> hey, what's Find that? out, no, some giant snake ate it. Yeah, what's that big Jeep-shaped reptilian skin over there? Yeah. <laughs> so what else? We're going on, we're going on uh, 30 minutes here. Um, I have something. Okay, do tell. In, in my research for the... the biggest, most important science-type stories of 2009, I also came up with the most controversial science stories of 2009. Okay. So these are things that 
apparently are based on some sort of research or data that is, quote, sound, but that a lot of people questioned in terms of how valid it really was. Okay. One of those, one of those stories is titled, Spanking Bad for the Brain. Hmm. I was spanked when I was a kid. What kind of effects should it have had on me? Interesting. Well, that, that explains a lot. Not profound. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, let's see. Well, I'll read the story. Roger, were um, you spanked? Uh, I'm sure I was, yes. Okay. See, I know he I was, doesn't I was, remember. Do you remember? I was paddled. He was spanked so hard he doesn't remember he was spanked. Seriously, though. Paddled. I was paddled. I had a pat. My parents had a paddle, too. How often were you spanked? Who, me? It depends yeah. on how often you're bad. <laughs> I remember. I mean, I remember. I mean, but was it a regular thing, or was it just a few times? No, it was, it was, it was uh, I had to do something pretty bad, and, um, yeah, there was a period of time in my early teens where, or, or maybe, maybe, you know, prepubescent days, where I was, like, just a royal terror, and, uh. <laughs> I would, no. I would get spanked. My mom had a paddle with my sister's name on one side and my name on the other side. Smart nice. lady. Yeah. I knew I liked her, yeah. And, and and I actually hit it on her once. I I, I was tall enough and I grabbed the Are chair in the kitchen kidding? and put the paddle up on top of the top of the cabinet in the kitchen so she couldn't reach it. Oh bad. Bad move, Drew. Um, and she's the side that just... that had Drew's name on it is the side that had the nail sticking out of it. Yep. <laughs> but uh, my dad used his bare hand. I remember that. And my sister actually put a book in her butt once, like Spanky did. <laughs> a, not, not in her butt. That didn't sound right. But put a book in her pants. Yeah, yeah. We, we got it. He discovered and nobody it. would notice. <laughs> yeah. right, well, how'd your ass get so square? But anyway. Yeah, well, it wasn't. it wasn't like... We weren't like beaten and abused kids, but so go ahead, Cindy. What, no, what's, uh, what's we're, about? we're just beaten and abused adults. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's interesting because I think this this discussion is important that we have before the story because you know I will share that I really <laughs> never, I was never spanked. Okay. I was the only girl in a family of four kids where my other brothers kind of were. Um. You know, not regularly or anything, but, you know, when they were really being awful as, right. you know, 10, 12-year-olds, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, my dad, he used his hand on them and on their ass. And a couple times he got out the leather belt, you oh. know. Yeah. I mean, on the butt, just a couple of little yeah, but that could leave a mark. smacks, but nothing that was, you know, at all abusive. But, um but I never got anything. And it wasn't because I was always the best behaved child. I think it was just because I was a girl in yeah. the midst of three other boys. Whether that's fair or not, it's a whole other discussion. But what about you, Raj? Oh, I was hit. So you got spanked with somebody's hand on your butt? Sure. Or smacked upside the head by mom? No, never in the head. Always no. on the butt. No. Okay. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing as long as, it's, you know, the judgment is, is good about when that happens. And, yeah. You know. I'm not oh. too old for my mother to smack me upside the head now, though. So she still does? <laughs> oh, she'll smack me in the head. Sure. I'm sure that if she does, that you completely deserved it, right? 
Usually, yeah. Okay. Or at least she thinks so. <laughs> <laughs> Had to throw that in there. Um, so the story goes, the, the study, the study basically says that um, they included hundreds of kids, ages about two to nine, and found out that the more the child was spanked, the lower his or her IQ score was compared with others. Hmm. Oh, in that case, my mother must have beat the hell out of me. It is very interesting. It's, you know, it says the researchers suggest various potential causes of the length, including the idea that spanking is a traumatic experience that can adversely affect the noggin, I think that's ridiculous, but um, spanking the butt can affect the head. I don't understand what that means in in this article because I, I don't know if they mean psychologically or what. But oh yeah, that must be it. You know, the direct the, link from the ass to the head. Hmm. The the I think the primary conclusion that they came to is that by hitting kids that. Um, you know, disciplining them by other means, um, other than talking, the parents might be depriving them of certain learning opportunities. But that's why this was one of those controversial science stories and mm. studies of this year. Because, I mean, this came out and a lot of people obviously had a lot to say about it. So I could have been even smarter. There you go. <laughs> I mean, not that that's possible, right? Mom! But, <laughs> Can you imagine a kid walking up to their parents after reading this article? You made me dumb. So well, you have that's... you have to stop and think now. Do I want my kids to be smart and unruly, <laughs> or, or right. dumb and well behaved? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> See, we have to choose one or the other. There's no in between. <laughs> yeah. But is IQ necessarily a indication of intelligence or or certain other? Uh, creative thought thought type of uh, yeah. situations. As a scientist, I have to chime in on this, okay? I think this study, and I haven't read it, I'm reading this little excerpt of it here online, so maybe there is some real data that supports it, but quite honestly, I think that this is probably a bunch of hoo-ha, and that the IQ related to the spanking has to do with I don't want to use stereotypes, but people that think that, quote, beating their kids is a good way to control them. Well, and that, those, those may be people that are a little lower on the IQ scale and maybe not, you know, right. maybe so, so educated kids, and, you know, and all that kind of plays in together. So their kids might be genetically predisposed to having a lower exact, IQ anyway. Exactly. But, and that, that's what I think. But isn't IQ... Isn't IQ dictated by genetics? I mean, I know that, that there are got to be things there to to uh, to facilitate the development of a higher IQ. No, but IQ is based more on genetics, I think, because they can do IQ tests at a very early age before you've had the opportunity to really grow and develop your brain. And which is which is why I was thinking before is IQ isn't really even. Uh, connected to intelligence per se, it's more of a creative thought process, or or how your brain can can uh, kind of um, 
recognize patterns or recognize certain situations and and come up with a creative solution for them and right. not, not so much having to know something it's not really right a, it's an it's not related measure. it's not related to any sort of learning right. it's related to raw intelligence in different forms creative being one just general processing of information and problem solving mm -hmm. that you have innately genetically yeah that's my understanding anything else anybody got anything else to uh add that's all i got one more dumb criminal okay all right there's a guy in california decides you know he's going to put flashing lights and the uh, bullhorn speaker and stuff on his uh, car and pretend like he's a, a cop and he pulls someone over Speaking of and it turns horn. out it was a real undercover cop that he pulled over. <laughs> oh, jeez. Wait, so a cop pulled over another cop? No, he wasn't a cop. No, a he was fake impersonating cop. a cop. <laughs> oh! <laughs> a guy impersonating a cop decided to pull over another car. That was a real undercover cop. Oh, <laughs> what an idiot. Yeah. Ay, ay, ay. I get it. <laughs> So we had a few, uh, a few uh, celebrity deaths this year. Michael Jackson being among the big, the greatest uh, newsmakers of that. Yeah. I mean, I still, I still can't even. I wasn't a massive fan of the guy. I mean, I thought he was a talented singer and and an artist and you know performer. The guy's just amazing. But uh, but I still, I still find it hard to believe that he's dead. You know? Yeah. Michael Jackson was such a big part of American history, music history. It's like, what? It's because we didn't see him as a human. We saw him as an icon. Yeah. Yeah, basically, right. And, uh, but yeah, that's, I mean, cardiac arrest. I guess due from the drugs and stuff that his doctors were prescribing him, right? Is that what they yeah. thought? Yeah, I think so. And I'm sure that has a lot to do with his... His uh, just high-stress lifestyle as a person in the public eye like that, who's got these multi-millions of adoring fans who won't leave the guy alone. You know, he can't and all the accusations and all, too. Oh, yeah. Of child molestation and stuff. I, to tell you the yeah. truth, I don't think he did any of that. I mean, I don't know. I, I think he might have been a weird guy who loved kids, but I don't think he was molesting them. His relationships to them might have been a bit uh, inappropriate, but I don't think they were sexual. I think yeah, he was, we have no I way think, of knowing. No way of knowing, really. But I mean, I think he was just a big kid because he'd never had a chance to really grow up. Yeah. And I think psychologically, he was he just liked being around the kids because he was a kid, and he appreciated oh, that innocence that they that. had, and he was he wanted to be innocent like them, and he just enjoyed being with them. And, yeah. And I don't think it was anything sexual or anything perverse. I think you know he was just in poor in poor judgment. On his part, and uh, no, I, I believe that. I mean, I, I I think that basically the media and then families of these kids just took advantage and you know blew this, yeah. blew all that out of proportion just just for publicity and money and you know oh, yeah. turned into something really yeah, ugly. Exactly. But can you imagine? I mean, him trying to defend that. I mean, yeah, he was probably really messed up mm -hmm. because of all that. I mean, how do you how do you go on after those sort of allegations come up? I mean, really, 
you know, I'm sure that, that, you know, put him into some place where he had to just medicate himself to get by. Yeah. Not a good thing there, mentally. Yeah. We also lost uh, Ricardo Montalban. I think we mentioned that yep. on one of the other podcasts. Uh, he didn't say Ricardo Montalban. No, that's my cat. He's still with us. <laughs> Ricardo Montalban is my pet name for Dusty, Roger. I, I was joking. Him. Yeah. Because he is uh, rather the dope. <laughs> he almost fell out of the window the other day. He was up here lounging. <laughs> and uh, I could see his feet just hanging off the edge of the window from behind the curtain, right? And then I see his, I said, you know, Dusty, what are you doing, buddy? And I see his paw stick out. And then I see his head starting to poke out from under the curtain. And next thing you know, he falls out of the window <laughs> and had to right himself and, and land properly. But he didn't almost fall out. He actually did fall right out of the window. The big dope. You know, he's not really a dope, though. He can be very smart when he wants to be. Oh, he's a, he is a, definitely a smart cat. I think he's an idiot savant cat, but uh, <laughs> emphasis on the idiot. But uh, did you guys ever hear of Pat Hingle? He was a character actor. I'm not sure. He was a character actor that played in stuff such as Gunsmoke, Kung Fu, Six Million Dollar Man, Hawaii Five-O, MASH. He had roles in all these things. Most huh. recently... And you would recognize him if you saw him. Most recently in the 90s, he played uh, Commissioner Gordon on the Batman movies. Oh. Uh, but he passed away January 3rd, 2009, of blood cancer. I guess that's, isn't blood cancer like leukemia, some kind of leukemia or something? Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, he was, uh, he was, he was up there. I, I don't think he was in his, I don't think he was quite over 70 or anything yet, though. But uh, I don't have his date written down here. Ricardo Montalban was 86, so he was up there. Yep, so that's what I, that's all I have. I have nothing else for 09, except that, you know, it was a good year, and here we are off to 010, or 010, 2010 <laughs> now. Mm -hmm. Hopefully 2010 is always better than, we always hope that the next year is better than the last, for whatever reasons. Maybe the last year wasn't that bad, but hey, we always hope for a better one, more prosperous yeah, even if you had a great year, hope you have a better one. Exactly. Hey. You know? So, uh, more beer, more food, more fun. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, uh, let's, let's first just call the podcast to a close. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode of our 2009 in somewhat review. We'll be back in 010. Everybody have a happy new year. And, uh, 010. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody have a wonderful New Year celebration. Be careful. Don't drink and drive. And and if you do, check out that funeral home in Georgia. If it's you, if you do, <laughs> it's your funeral. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we will catch you in 2010 on the first episode of the Cosmic Pirate Podcast. And hopefully, hopefully it doesn't take us as long to record that one as it did to get to this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good night. Yeah, Happy you New too. Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. <laughs> <laughs>